0: Welcome back everyone. I'm Tony Brown and you're listening to Firearms Cafe, the show where we discuss the philosophies of responsible firearms ownership, as well as the relevant issues and challenges that we face in the current gun culture. Before we jump into the show, let's get the contact information out of the way. You can contact me several different ways. I have the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731. You can also record an MP3 or WAV file and email that to me. If you're not comfortable with recording an audio message, please feel free to contact me via email, and I'll read your comments out on the next show. The address for both email and audio content is firearmscafe at gmail.com. That's all one word, firearmscafe at gmail.com. I also have a Facebook listener page, a Twitter account, and a YouTube channel. There are buttons for these at the website, which is firearmscafe.com, so please go there and click on these buttons and like me on Facebook, follow me on Twitter, and subscribe to me on YouTube they are all free. If you would like to support the show financially, at the website, there is an Amazon search box. If you use it, Amazon will give me a finder's fee on any products that you buy at no additional cost to you. I also have a donate button through PayPal. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for spending your time with me and listening to the show. Hey everybody, what's going on? Today is Sunday, it is the 16th of November 2014 Probably going to have a little bit of a shorter show today Uh, But we do have some really good feedback from Aaron and also from Lawrence And the feedback is talking about the uh, smaller guns So like a smaller gun for travel or maybe even like a pocket type gun And I'll go over some more stuff uh, after we play their feedback and uh, kind of let you guys know what my sights are set on. Uh, so before we get in with that, uh, I am still kind of being stymied with my AR build. Uh, the 15-inch um, key mod handrail from uh, Bravo Company—it's it's just not there, and there's no—they have nothing on their website. Uh, and I, I checked on it the other day. There's nothing there. It just says it's out of stock. And of course, I'm signed up to be emailed when it comes back in, but I haven't gotten anything. I've been on GunBroker. I've been on um, other sites where they, where somebody might want to be, might want to sell one or something like that. And I, they, they're just not out there. I think what happened is that everybody that wanted them, when their initial run came through uh, swooped them up. Now people will say, look, there's other, you know, key mod stuff that's out there. You may want to look at the Magpul thing, but, um, you know, what I, after kind of all, after kind of already looking at all that stuff, uh, what I had made my mind up on was the, uh, the Bravo company key mod. And, uh, some people would say, well, like the, is the 13 inch or maybe a nine inch available and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And, but what I wanted was the the 15 inch, and um, I've got you know some of my reasons are are valid, and some of them are are just uh, cosmetic preference. I mean, I like the way I like I like the way that it's going to look. I know what the the end product of it will look like. Um, so, from cosmetic reasons, there's that. I also like the fact that I can have a, with that um, longer handrail, I can have a longer. Uh, front site radius when I, when I go to put my uh, backup sites on there. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, I'm just kind of waiting on, uh, on that thing to come in. I don't know how long does it, does anybody else out there, are they kind of on that waiting list or do they uh, maybe have heard anything through any of the grapevines on when that stuff is going to actually come out. Um, I would assume that they've, that they've got a pretty high demand for it. So I think that, you know, that was, it, it sold out pretty quick for him. Um, so anyway, uh, that's kind of where I am on that. Um, I didn't get any response and I, you know, I I'd still like to hear somebody and, and get kind of their thoughts on what you would do if you had a family member. So let's say maybe like a parent who owns firearms, but one of them is suffering with Alzheimer's or dementia. Um, And you, you know, when do you think it becomes maybe unsafe? You know, what do you think would be some good steps? I've, you know, I go back and forth on that. Uh, But the the bottom line is, I guess, if it's truly a safety issue, you would maybe have to intervene. Uh, But I don't necessarily know that that means you would have to take the firearm out of the home. Um, now if it was a thing where they were, it was just one person and they were maybe living by themselves, uh, that would be a, a little bit of a different thing. Um, and I guess if it got, you know, really advanced stages, you'd have to look at having that person go into a, some type of an assisted living, or they might even just have to come and live with you for a while. Um, but if there's, you know, if it's like a husband and wife that are there, so it's like, say you're a mom and dad and your dad is suffering from it. Uh, Maybe it's a thing where you, it's a simple uh, deal as you change the combination on the safe or only your mom knows it. Um, Or you, you know, if they want to have a firearm next to the bed, uh, again, it's something where you you buy one of those like little gun vault things where there's an actual combination on it. Um, You know, because you don't ever want to, and, and then they can, then that way again, mom knows it, but dad doesn't. And, um, That way, at least they're not defenseless in the home. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I I do go back and forth on that because I would never, ever want to deprive somebody of their ability to defend themselves. But when it's a thing of you can't really trust your mind, you can't trust what your brain is telling you that you're perceiving that is actual reality. So, you know, maybe your, your, your wife is coming back from the, from the bathroom or from the kitchen, from getting a drink of water and you wake up and your mind is telling you that's a burglar. And even when they walk through the door, for whatever reason, those receptors aren't firing off and, and getting the proper signals. And, uh, you know, somebody ends up getting shot or possibly killed. So, anyway like i said i'd love I'd love to hear from you guys and and uh sort of hear what you think on that so let's see I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's going on um I think i did I talk about last week the Shanine Allen case um I know I'd mentioned her a while back and I, I think I maybe mentioned that she um she was able to do the uh the uh, intervention program through the state of New Jersey uh, so she's going to be alright but there's still lots of people who won't there are lots of people who the public outcry won't uh, you know the, the the public won't be reached and those people will sort of unjustly serve time in jail um, so but I didn't know if, or I couldn't I didn't uh, see anything as far as what they wanted her to do uh, but hopefully she'll be able to sort of fade out of the limelight and go back to a normal life. And hopefully somebody out there who is a uh, pro gun or something like that, and maybe works in her field or, uh, can, can get her a job back because I know she had lost her, her employment, uh, due to that situation. So anyway, uh, I think that's about it for the jibber jabber that I've got. So let's go ahead and jump in with uh, the feedback. And what we will do is uh, Aaron sent his in first, so we'll go ahead and hear from him. Uh, So take it away, Aaron.
1: Hi, Tony. This is Aaron in Colorado Springs. Just wanted to throw my two cents worth into your uh, small carry gun discussion. I would recommend you take a look at the uh, Ruger, uh, rather, the uh, Springfield XDS 9mm 3.3. It's a very nice shooting pistol. Uh, Easy follow-up shots, comfortable, Uh, I classify it as an all-day shooter. Uh, You can spend all day at the range, shoot several hundred rounds in a session and not feel like your hands about ready to fall off, unlike some of the uh, smaller guns like the uh, Ruger LCP or the Caltech PF9, uh, guns along those uh, lines. I would recommend getting the uh, finger extension on the base plates, it makes it a little more comfortable to shoot. Um, I tried shooting without one of the extensions, and it is still controllable, but uh, it's just nicer shooting if you have the uh, base plate extension. Uh, Comparing it to the Smith & Wesson Shield, they're very similar pistols. Uh, I think the XDS is a little more top-heavy. Unless you're holding them side-by-side, I don't think you'd even really notice the difference, but they both perform very similar. Uh, Easy follow-up shots, easy to shoot. Um, I do have a uh, problem with my high handhold. My thumb tends to block the slide lock so that uh, the last round is fired, the slide doesn't uh, lock back. Not a big deal, just something to be aware of. As I mentioned earlier, um, I own a uh, Kel-Tec PF-9. It is only slightly larger than the PF-9, and the the PF-9 is a little bit larger than the LCP. Uh, But the PF-9 and the LCP being smaller guns, um they're just not a lot of fun to shoot you get uh three or four mags and you got to take a break it's just not something you can keep uh hammering away at uh you know mag after mag so that's just my two cents worth um if it looks like it would uh, fit into uh your uh carry needs for your uh, travel i would uh, highly recommend taking a look at it so it'd be interesting to find out what your thoughts are if uh, you end up shooting the gun take care bye
0: Hey, Aaron, thanks for sending that in. I appreciate it. A lot of good points there and some good recommendations. You know, one thing that kind of, that I took away there from that is, of course, the thing of that you need, no matter what you have, you need to be able to reliably and accurately shoot the firearm so that where you want the bullets to go is where they end up. Where that you have the best chance, I guess maybe I should say, of, where you you want the bullets to go that they end up, and you give yourself every uh, opportunity to do that and the problem is with a lot of the smaller guns is that they are not necessarily a joy to shoot they're they're much like kind of the uh the really big heavy caliber guns that can kind of beat your hands up so you're you're tending not really to shoot them all that much uh, a lot of times you'll find you know three f uh, not three fifty seven, but um the, the 44 magnums and then the bigger guns the 500s and the what is it the 464s and and those type of things sometimes you can find them you know on gun broker or at a used at the used section in the gun shop for a relatively decent price and they haven't been fired that much they've maybe been fired you know 15, 20 times and then the person that bought that just went oh I'm you know I'm done with that. Um, So, you know, again, you do have to train with these guns and that is a, a factor. Um, but even with the training of them, you, you still don't have to go out and dump a hundred rounds every time you train through the gun. You can, uh, like you were saying, you can, you know, shoot a few rounds and then take a break and, uh, and then you can, you know, maybe do something else or, or you can, uh, shoot a different gun or, you know, you can say, well, I'm just going to go out, you know, every, I'll make it a priority to go out every week and, um, you know, put some time with the gun and I'll, I'll kind of build up with it. And a good example of that is I used to, I still do, but I had a, a 357 and I shot, you know, pretty good loads through it. And when I first got it, uh, me and a buddy of mine would go this was years ago, but me and a buddy of mine, we would go out every weekend. And as time went on, I just got used to shooting the guns. So I could shoot the full loads through them pretty much all day. And I think it's sort of the same thing. Um uh, even with the smaller guns, even if they're maybe not the um oh uh the, the most easy or the most smooth thing to shoot eventually you'll get you know to where you can where you can blast them through but you've got to be willing to put in that time uh and, and able to do that so and it sounds like that stuff that you've been you've been willing to do is you've been willing to put in the time and say okay this works for me and all that type of stuff so uh again thanks for sending that in and i've um I want to play, you know what, let me play uh, Lawrence's feedback next and then uh, I'll go ahead and do some stuff because some of the stuff I want to talk about in conjunction with your stuff, uh, Aaron, will kind of maybe step a little bit on uh, Lawrence's stuff. So uh, Lawrence, go ahead and take it away.
2: Hi, Tony. Uh, this is Lawrence from North Carolina. I was listening to the podcast And I saw you interested in car arms, especially the 380s. I had a chance to stop by my uh, gun shop yesterday. And I had the chance to hold the CT 380 and the CW 380. Both car arms for the uh, 380 caliber. I'll tell you what, the CT-380 uh, was a better fit for my hands, I have uh, mid-size to big hands something in the middle between middle and and big hands the CW-380 is very uh, small and I think that would interfere with the control and with the follow-ups I probably need when a you know, in a shooting situation I always uh, tend uh, to be partial to car arms when I compare uh, quality of car guns with other brand names around the same uh, price What I mean by that is get a lot of gun for the price you pay. Just to give you uh, an idea, what I'm talking about is I had a Ruger LCP similar in price, like around $340. The car CT380 was around $320, 20 bucks less. Uh, I had the chance to see uh, also the Caltechs which I like. I have a Caltech B32, I love it. But uh, when I compare uh, those guns, how much I pay for at 380, when I compare prices and what I get, you know, for my buck, I tend to favor car arms. I had a uh, CW9 I truly regret I sold it mine had the Trigical Night Sights I actually needed the money and I had to let it go and it was for a good cause and I can always buy it back but uh, but I really like the car arms so I think if you have Uh, guns about the same size I have, you would probably go for the CT-380 the Glock 380, it is another... uh, I would say it's not a small gun it is a small Glock (laughs) if you understand what I say it is one of the smallest Glock (laughs) it is the smallest Glock ever, but but it's not a Micro 380 It is a pistol with a small size for a Glock Well, I'm not trying to start a debate here I like having something to hold on to so I favor the 7 plus 1 shots of the CT 380 over the 6 plus 1 on the CW 380 Car arms are very well made and they're very pleasant to shoot. I have not shot the CT380, I, you know I didn't have the chance to shoot the 380 but uh, from my experience with the CW9 I can tell you the way it is built and the recall the capture recall spring does a great a great job on timing recall I hope you understood my broken English, your Brazilian friend from Matthews, North Carolina, on the car (laughs) in 380. It's good talking to you, my friend. Bye-bye.
0: Hey, Lawrence, my Brazilian friend. It's good to hear from you again. Uh, Very good English. You do not have to worry about the quality of your uh, English. Everybody can understand you quite well. All right. Oh, good heavens, I keep getting these text messages right during Lawrence's time to shine. Um, They're probably going to come fast and furious here. Anyway, um, I'm not going to edit them out, though. Uh, Let's see, what was I talking about? (laughs) Now I've lost my train of thought. Oh, okay. So with some of the stuff that Lawrence was talking about, uh, going maybe with some of the cars, uh, I had mentioned on the last show that that car may have the firearm that I'm that, that is going to fulfill a lot of needs for me. Um and I'm looking really really hard at the car P380. Uh, I know there's like a CW380 which is about the same but I know a guy that um is looking to sell his and, uh, he's only put maybe six to 12 rounds through it. He just, for him, he didn't really enjoy shooting it. And it's kind of a little too small for him. Uh, but for me, as long as, uh, you know, the gun kind of functions, I'll be able to, um, and I'll, I'll have to maybe, I'll probably be able to make the decision within the next week or so. Um, but, uh, as long as the gun functions. All right. And I I can, I'll go out and buy a box of uh, ammo and then run some through the gun. And, uh, it's, it's very small, (laughs) which I like for a pocket gun. It's also would fulfill a need as a travel gun in that I can still have a gun. I can, um, it's going to be small to where once I have a pocket holster that is, you know, would be designed for that. Um, and like I said, I may even just make my own, um, uh, appendix holster for it. Uh, but it's something that could ease, you could easily travel with and, uh, you don't really have to ever worry about being made, uh, you know, a lot of times with the bigger guns, um, if you're carrying it, you know, even inside the waistband, but you know, behind your hip a little bit. If you're bending over, if you're reaching around or if you're, you know, goofing off with your kids on vacation, uh, sometimes, you know, you, you can be in a situation where uh, your shirt rides up or as you're bending over and picking stuff up, you know, it kind of creases in there and you know, you're, most people aren't going to notice, but you know, you don't want to be in some theme park somewhere and, and uh, get booted out because you, uh, your gun, you know, got, uh, the, 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 the grip got made, or something like that, and that's what's nice about the front pocket, or maybe even like a little bit of an appendix carry. Um, it's very difficult for those to to be spotted and to be made. Uh, but like I said, I think uh, uh, the the P three eighty, which I think is it's pretty much just the same as the CW. Um, the price I'm going to get it for is going to be about the same price as the CW. Anyway, so I figure well, I'll just get the p three eighty and supposedly the p three eighty has um like a better barrel supposedly, and um, maybe a couple other things, I'd have to do a little bit more research, but I guess you supposedly do get more for the money uh but in my case since i'm gonna be buying if i well I should say if I get it um but we'll talk about it like if i if i if i'm gonna get it for sure um which I think. I don't know, like I said, I still have to do some things and test it and and uh stuff like that, and then we'll we'll find out uh but if I get it um i think I think it will fulfill several of the of the needs that I've wanted it to fulfill um, and if I get it and I don't like it. Because I'm getting such a good deal on it, I can just turn around and sell it and get something else um, but uh and and in doing some of the research, I've heard some you know kind of good things and bad things about it uh but I've had guns before in the past where people you know the the wisdom, so to speak, on the internet was that you know these were garbage guns, and then you get them and they're fine. Uh, or you, you do a little bit of research and you go, Oh, okay, well, here's the fix. If I do this, this, and this, uh, it works. Or if I, you know, maybe it needs to have this longer break in period, or maybe I need to actually get in there, uh, pull the gun apart, kind of detail strip it, really get in there, clean it, uh, put it all back together again. And then maybe some parts that could use a little bit of polishing or smoothing. Uh, you know, you do it, of course you do it by hand. You don't, you know, take a Dremel to it. Uh, and, and maybe you can smooth out some stuff or a lot of times, you know, things just need to, uh, wear in and lap against each other. Uh, so it could be a thing of, uh, you, you just gotta shoot it a bunch, or it could be a thing of maybe the springs need to be stretched out a little bit, or maybe your magazines are kind of crap, the ones that you have. And if you get some different, you know, so there's all sorts of different stuff, um, So anyway, getting back to some of the stuff that Lawrence was saying and, uh, you know, I, I had considered, and this also will tie in a little bit with what Aaron was saying about, you know, maybe going with that little bit bigger gun and I had considered maybe the Glock 42. Um, but when I kind of got down to it, um, I don't know, there are other smaller nine millimeters out there that I could carry and, and use. Um, so a lot of like, even like the XDs and this and that. And, you know, for me, I, I'm not pretty much, uh, a person who was wed to a brand of gun. Um, and, uh, as long as I could, it felt, it felt reasonably comfortable to me. And I, I, you know, I, I'll, I'll figure out how to shoot it. I'll figure out the triggers. I'll figure out all that other stuff. Uh, but just as long as the gun functions, if I don't think that the trigger is as smooth as it should be, or this or that, but the gun would, would work fine. Otherwise, you know, then I'll deal with it. I'll learn how to, you know, overcome that stuff. So, uh, you know, not everything has to be the, you know, the crisp, crisp, excuse me, breaking, you know, trigger and all this other stuff. So, uh, anyway, that's kind of my thoughts on that. And like I said, I'm, I am leaning very, very heavily toward that car P380. Um, now the only, the only concern I guess I have is if, you know, like I said, that friend of mine's only put about probably 10 or 12 rounds through it, maybe just a couple of magazines. Um, if I get one, that's one of the, maybe the problem child, I, the, I don't think the warranty goes with the gun. I think it's only to the person that, that buys it. Um, so, you know, that, that would be the, uh, kind of maybe the only caveat, but if it's something that, uh, that it was like a, a major flaw, I can probably get carr to do something about it rather than, you know, if I complain and cry enough, who knows, but anyway, hopefully that won't be the question. Like I said, he, he didn't say that he had any problems with it, but, um, he's only shot about, like I said, six to probably 12 rounds, 10, 12 rounds through it or something like that. Um, and then he just, he didn't like it. And so it just kind of just sat in a safe for a little bit anyway. Um, I think that's about all I've got to yammer yammer about today. So like I said, the show is going to be a little bit shorter today. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and I think I will draw the show to a close. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. And I'll talk to you guys next time.